So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. This is going to be stellar. I kid you not. We don't have just one guest, not two. No, no, no. We have five guests and they are all experts in the field of live video streaming. I am going to dig deep, pick their beautiful brains, and they're going to give you the secrets that make them so successful in this and unbelievable technology that many people are now coming to due to recent events. We all know what that means. The Mind Body Business Show, what is that all about? It is about the three pillars to success. In my now 56 years on this earth, I spent the last 10 or so actually studying only successful people. What made them more successful than someone like me? What was it that, what were the qualities? They are just a human being. And during these 10 years or so, of being with mentors, of actually meeting authors, reading books of other authors that may not be with us, going to seminars of prominent and successful entrepreneurs. I found there were three patterns that developed and you might guess where those three patterns might lie. Yes, in mind, that's mindset. Those that have achieved a great level of success had really worked on and, and developed a very positive and flexible mindset. And then body. It's all about taking care of yourself, literally your physical body. That's eating right and exercising on a regular basis. And then there's business. And business is multi, multi, multi-faceted. It includes things like marketing, sales, team, team building, systematizing, leadership. And I could go on for a very long time with different skill sets. And what happens is all of these successful people I studied had mastered these skill sets. Here's, here's the trick. Here's the secret. They don't, they don't master every single one of them. If they master just one, then they can delegate to others who have mastered the skill sets they don't currently possess, and that is the skill set of leadership. And I'm not going to go too deep into this. We're going to jump right into our wonderful panel. They're all sitting, standing, waiting, clapping, cheering, and they can't wait to come on. And I can't wait to, for you to meet them all. So with that, why don't we just do that and bring them all on? Go ahead, unmute yourself, my wonderful peeps. Here we go. There they are. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing live streaming video expert panel. <laughs> yes. How are you all doing tonight? Really, really good, really good. Excellent. All right. I am going to briefly, quickly introduce each one of you, and hopefully I do you justice. But it's going to be what you gave me, so it has to do with this, right? <laughs> so Jason Nast, he is one of my best friends in the world. He is the co-founder of the Big Insider Secrets. He spent over 35 years in marketing, working with top agencies, products, and brands, generating over a billion, with a B, dollars in revenue for 
my big brand clients, his big brand clients. This was a last minute bio submittal and over 170, I don't know if that's million, I think it is, really? in actual sales, there's a lot of zeros, uh, revenue to non-big brand companies. So that's that's pretty impressive. His specialty, his specialty has been in direct response marketing. That means TV commercials where he is a Clio award winner. Uh, as seen on TV, you've all heard of that. Two-time marketer of the year and that, radio, print, billboard, email, texting, and more. I'm getting tired. Offline or online, there are secrets the big insiders don't want you to know. The who, what, where, why, and when of marketing, and most importantly, the how. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason Nast, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So great to have you. Next, the lovely Janine Suvak. Oh, yes. We've known each other for a long time, at least, yeah. what, 10 minutes now. It's been phenomenal. <laughs> Gee, now, yeah. <laughs> she is a former U.S. flight surgeon. This is phenomenal, ladies and gentlemen, and combat veteran. She is Dr. Janine Suvak, and she is an author, consultant, recognized expert in leadership. Ooh, we just talked about that. And peak performance. Hey, I love that name. It's part of my business in high-stress environments. I can only imagine. An in-demand expert for military aviation accident investigations. Wow. Janine now uses her problem-solving experience with systems and human factors in organizations to help businesses succeed. With that, welcome to the show, Janine Suak. Yay, so happy to be here. Thanks, Brian. You are all amazing. By the way, this was a last minute collection of these fine individuals. We had a last minute cancellation of a certain guest. They had a family emergency, this stuff happens. And so I'm really thankful and appreciative to all of you, all five of you for coming on at such short notice. I'll get it out. Um, by the way, Janine is, hails from around the Houston, Texas area. Uh, Jason is in the Arizona area. Uh, Leo is from the UK. I'm going to introduce him next, which is in London. And Pepe is currently in Orlando, Florida. He's from Brazil. And yeah. then Rosana Ro Catalano is from Tallahassee, Florida. We've got him from all over the place. I love this. This is phenomenal. <laughs> Leo, the man, Leo Mandel, has been involved in the world of online sports and streaming. This is very interesting to me. Since the late 1990s, a survivor of the dot-com bubble. Ooh, that was a tough one. The first live event he streamed was a professional soccer match for a top European tournament in 2001. Uh, 2001, ladies and gentlemen. He then built a successful agency helping Olympic federations deliver online. He has now pivoted to delivering online streaming for religion and politics. Two things not very easy to mix. <laughs> I love that. Welcome to the show, Leo Mendel. Thank you for coming Thank you. on. Thank you. It is, uh, what is it, One thirty-seven in the morning where you are right it now. Is, it is, it is, it yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. He, he, he went wide away. He went surprised. I was. I yeah, we got to get some of that tea you're drinking, man. That's That's got to be some good stuff. Uh, it's all coffee, right. it's coffee, coffee, coffee all the way. <laughs> I <love> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can survive on, on no. caffeine just isn't enough. All right, on to Pepe Figueroa. He is a DJ, music producer, photographer, videographer, video editor, video engineer, and nowadays specials, specialist in live broadcasts. There's a lot more to him, but that's all I got. And yeah, we're gonna that's it. <laughs> we'll dig in. And you can tell by his background, he may do this you know, more than once or twice. In a yeah. month or so, yeah, he might do it on, on occasion. Thank you. Uh, look, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. 
And you got it all, the sound dampening materials, the different colors. It's gorgeous, mm -hmm. a gorgeous setting. I love it. You're all gorgeous. You're Thank all you. phenomenal. And then we have Ro. That's, that's what she likes, Ro, Rosana. Catalano, I love that last name. It's just, it just rolls off the tongue, Catalano. I could say it all night. Thank I'll you. make us do it, Catalano. Catalano. <laughs> Rosana Catalano's very background as a lobbyist, trial attorney, television news producer, professor, university dean, career coach, and chief agency administrator allows her to provide her clients with a unique perspective and skill set for solving problems, storytelling, and creating successful strategies. This is a powerhouse lineup, ladies and gentlemen, that mm -hmm. I have on this wonderful show. I love what I get to do. And yes, Jason's the biggest powerhouse. He's raising his hand because he- I have a question. <laughs> I actually have a statement, and that is, you know, you were able to pull this together at the last minute, Brian, but that really says a lot about you as our host, because you have these connections. You have these most amazing people in your life, and you bring these amazing people together so wonderfully. And so if I can take a half a second and just tell everybody that Brian Kelly, yes, he's a dear friend of mine. We've worked together. We've done lots of little projects together. But this guy is truly an amazing, a powerhouse. So if you don't know him, you're watching this live stream, get to know him. He's the most approachable guy I know. And he does everything in his power to help you take your business to the next level. So make sure to subscribe too and comment. Mm -hmm. and share. So, okay, I'm please, stop. please stop. Please <laughs> stop. No more. That's a good friend right yeah. there. Yeah. Very good. Very good. One of my best, I'll tell you, definitely. Uh, Dominic Brighton is in the house. He was on the show a little bit, a little while ago. Uh, and there's a guy that you guys may know. There's a guy named Leo Mandel that commented, looking forward to the discussion. It's an amazing young man out of the UK area. I love that guy. We go way I like back. The, I like the young. You can keep using that. Yeah. Don't feel it anymore. <laughs> I love it. So I want to get, I want to dive deep with all of you uh, and I want to find out from each of you your opinions on what is working today and why when it comes to live streaming. As you all know, due to recent events, we're all locked down, so to speak, and people are flocking to the live video scene now. And you, you've all seen it, all the comments, people that are new, they, they don't know how to do this in a proper way because it takes more than it looks like it takes on the surface. And we're all nodding our heads going, well, yeah, there's a lot to it, but <laughs> it, it's difficult. So I want to go around the horn. And real quick, I'll just start with the same order we went with with Jason. Uh, when did you really start live streaming? It doesn't mean you have to have gone and started in 1901 like Leo and then done it every year since. I said that on purpose, 1901. And uh, But when did you start? When did you first go uh, start doing live streaming? And then why? And that's first question to Jason, and then you'll all get the same question. So, so I've been a beta tester for uh, Google and Microsoft for years. And when Google first came out with the Hangouts Live, that's when I started doing live Hangouts. Uh, and then uh, uh, associate of mine, Alex Mandozian, he's like the Hangout uh, Live Guru guy. Um, I actually went to a live training, which he charged, uh, I think it was $2,000 for the training in-house or $1,000 if you wanted to stream it live. And I watched him actually drop this thing live. It was incredible. And I was like, this is something I need to incorporate into what I'm doing. So that's really when I started doing a lot more lives after that. Fantastic. Thank you, kind sir. On to the next in a moment as I switch things around. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> this is different for me. 
You're, not everybody's name is Jason Nass, so we'll make sure we get that cleared up. There you go. But it's not so bad if it were, you know, it'd be all right. <laughs> Janine, same question. When did you start live streaming and what brought you to it? Why did you start doing that? Well, I just started live streaming this year, actually. Um, but because I generally work behind the scenes helping people with their systems, I have helped my clients with live streaming <laughs> for quite some time. And, uh, and it seems kind of silly that I would help them and not do it myself. So there I went. Fantastic. And that's what I love. We're going to have a good mix of, you know, grizzled veterans, like the next one I'm about to bring up and uh and those that are just starting but all have great entrepreneurial and and acumen and background and experience and all bring a lot to the table all right leo up to you when did you start live streaming you kind of gave a hint and what what got you to start to do that why did you uh so uh as i mentioned earlier i work uh or you mentioned that i work in the uh, professional sports industry so i uh, work for a number of clubs governing bodies and federations doing their uh, websites uh, i'm i'm from there we ended up doing some live events uh using things like uh, real player windows media encoder all these sort of things which have long since gone into the distance uh the first live event as you mentioned which was celtic in the uefa cup we had uh we claimed we had over 10,000 people. I can't see how any of them on a 56k dial up could have seen anything. But it was it was that was what we did. Um and from there it's just moved on and on and on. I, I I've been a big user of things like um uh, various different software packages that you end up uh encoding on Wirecast and all these things. But for the last 3 or 4 years I've been uh doing more and more on a regular basis in the um religious area i work for a number of synagogues and i've worked for some churches as well bringing their stuff online and then as with everybody else the beginning of what the lockdown it just went into overdrive and now i'm doing about four or five events a week mm -hmm. um mainly producing for people and doing all the work that you're doing brian behind the scenes um and if the, those of us who use the buttons behind know that we can make it look smooth uh, but you're sitting there going all of this at the same time. Yes. It's, you know, you gotta be the talent, the director, the producer, the marketer, the, you yep. name, you know, the graphics designer. If, you know, if you go that far, uh, I have the access to more Facebook pages than I've ever, ever known. Or ever services though. She takes care of that. We need to up that limit to the live streams that we have currently from eight to like 28 or 30, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Pepe, same to you. Uh, how long ago did you start live streaming and what was the driving factor behind you deciding to go down this wonderful path that we're all on? Oh, well, I started live streaming. Uh, well, I did it first like radio, like web radios. So I started doing that because at that time in Brazil, uh, we don't have like the bandwidth, the internet that good. But I started doing video, like really live streaming with Tweet. I think it was TweetPick or TweetCam. Was a kind of a, a software that you you like a little app that you can go live uh, on uh, with Twitter account, something like that. And then I started doing just because I want to promote myself, uh, my company at that time in Brazil. So that's why I started. And then I went to Google Hangout. I went to all these softwares, different softwares doing a live streaming. Fantastic. So how long, what, what, what year, if you would remember? Did all I that? started like 2007, my YouTube channel, I started in 2007. So I think I started like 2006, 2008, something like that. Sweet. Sweet. 
You know what, Jason? I forgot to mention, and I'm going to mention it right now because Rosanna, we're we're saving like the big reveal for last right here. But <laughs> this show, do I know oh, it? <laughs> yeah, this show is actually sponsored by this gentleman to my left and his company, The Big Insider Secrets. Look at his hat; he's got The Big Insider right there. And what he has enabled us to do is to give away a five night stay at a five star luxury resort because his company has sponsored us. And so stay to the end. Those of you who are watching live, this is for the live viewers only. Yes, that's right. What you stay on live to the end, I will show you exactly how you can enter to win. We get to give away one of these every single week of on our show because of this man right here. And so stay tuned. And yes, you will be free to move about the country and hopefully the world, hopefully very, very soon. So you definitely want to stick around for that one. So thank we, you. We just added, we so, just added a bunch of uh, U.S. destinations as well. So it's not five night though. It's only three in the U.S., but there's a ton of them. So yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that all the U.S. is available for you as well. All right. Now that we have built up the big moment. <laughs> when did you start streaming rosanna and uh again what what drove you to do that so i'm one of your newcomers to live streaming i started actually during the pandemic um but i am not new to storytelling i have a background in television news and was a television news producer and as attorney and a trial attorney and lobbyist i have been putting stories together together for clients for nearly more than two decades now. So I'm not new to storytelling, which I think there's a huge element of that when you're producing shows. So we started with my company doing the live streaming during the pandemic as something that we needed to make sure that we were still in the hearts and minds of folks. And from there, we've been approached um, by many people. And now we have multiple clients and do this four or five times a week for a number of clients. So it's been wonderful. Fantastic. Told you she was worth the wait. All-star, <laughs> all-star crew right here. Oh my gosh. I, I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. This is so fun because of, because of you guys, you, you are amazing and gals. I mean that collectively. Um, so I can tell there's several of you that live streaming has had an impact on your, your businesses. And, and I'm going to open this up to whoever wants to speak first, but let's raise hands so we don't uh, stamp on each other audibly. But what ways has live streaming helped your business? Uh, what has it done for your business uh, to, to help it go to the next level? Whatever it is for you. So who wants to go first? Rosanna. Yes. I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first since I was last last time. I'm happy to go first. Yeah, go. This time. So. You know, this was a pivot for us. Uh, we have been, to some extent, I should say, we had been um, doing some consulting with businesses and helping them get to the next level, whether that was in the legal sense or leveraging government resources to help their businesses. And this was a way by using the live streaming to help people grow their business and also have that real internet presence that everyone wanted. And quite frankly, everyone was looking for a way to connect. Um, you can't take that away from us. We're still all very humans, even though we've all been isolated and alone. That need for connection was something that people wanted. And we immediately jumped in headfirst and so our company has taken a little bit of a pivot here um, with this, but I think we're still, we're gonna keep going with this. You know, we're now being asked to do virtual conferences. So we're in it to win it now. 
I love it. I love it. I love a big success story or even small success stories. I, I don't mind. Jason Nast, you're up. So actually I actually have two things. One is uh, obviously the way it helps your business is, is bringing exposure. It's a definite increase in ROI. Even if you're not like selling or doing anything on your live stream, it's just the recognition that you get from doing the live streams that it actually benefits your business at the bottom line. But I've got the other side of that as well. It's also hindered businesses. And I'll, I'll tell you how that's hindered my business. Um, we were just getting ready to launch this big membership site, spent a year working on it, building it out. And when COVID hit, um, everybody and their brother started doing live streams. And I'm not talking about quality live streams like we're talking about here, but I'm talking about people walking down the street with their dog trying to say, yo, look, I'm getting out for a minute. And it flooded Facebook, YouTube, all these things with these live streams that were kind of meaningless. I hate to say it that way, but they really weren't talking about anything. They weren't talking about substance. They were just sharing their daily habits and their food or whatever. And because of that, it just seemed to, to really water down the market for the first month, month and a half. After that, things kind of feathered out and fluff worked its way out of the system. And now it's a time where really live streaming is really starting to come back up for the professionals or people who take it seriously. So, so it was an interesting uh, big boom. And then also at the same time, where it kind of hurt a lot of the regular streamers uh, as far as business goes. Big boom and a big burst. Who, who is next? I know we've got a couple more in here that have had a significant. Well, I can go. Uh, well, I was working for a big company here in Orlando uh, that rent a lot of equipment and I was doing a lot of AV, so a lot of shows and things like that. So in the end, I was furloughed and I was, yeah, okay. Uh, I love what I do. I love to be with video, with cameras and all of that. I'm going to continue doing my YouTube channel, but you know, like I need to start doing some money. And then I start like teaching people how to go live and, uh, and sh like sharing my knowledge, you know, like uh, how you can have a good camera, a good microphone and how you hook up everything and good lighting and all of that. Because a lot of people are doing Zoom, Go Meeting, all these softwares and software starting to get like bigger and better you know we have StreamYard. we have a lot of things right now so we have obs we have wirecast we have vimix so it, it's a lot of things that people need to like to look for and say hey what i'm going to use which camera which microphone which software i'm going to use and even you know like you need to know what do you want you're just going to use it for a zoom meeting you're going to teach something you want you want to have a background like a, with a, a green screen or you want to have i don't know a powerpoint so you have a lot of things that you need like to really know and uh, I, I'm just like helping people doing that right now. So this is uh, a really a uh, challenging time. At the same time, it's really good to see that, you know, like we can continue making money. Fantastic. We got a couple of comments rolling in. Uh, this one uh, is giving me a little chuckle. Fizz, uh, you know him and Jason. We can actually recognize each other if, if you know, we had <laughs> So yeah, that's I want to talk real quick. Can I have that? <laughs> and then we have a shout out for one individual on this thing, this broadcast. Yay, Joy is saying Rosanna is Hello. a rock star. She also has a fantastic podcast in Floridaville. Thank you for coming on, Joy. I appreciate you for participating. And Leo, you had your hand up a moment ago. I, yeah, I, know I think I great. take it from where the others have said. Um, yeah. It's been a really interesting roller coaster of what's happened um, with the lockdown when it started over here. Very, very, very similar. People didn't know how uh, to go online, how to use, how to. And, and, and where I was being involved with uh, churches and synagogues, they just stopped dead. And it was like literally they didn't know what to do. 
And what you're actually seeing is that the people involved, the ministers, uh, the rabbis, they either can pivot to do this or they can't. And some of the guys that really could in the past who could work in a room have found that they couldn't actually work online. And so we've been helping a number of those to actually re-engage and re reconnect with their communities. That's on the one side. On the other side that we had is that we've, we're suddenly, because we've been doing this for a long time, it's like, can you help us out? Uh, my partners have got backgrounds in doing um, uh, live shows and involved in theatre. And so we literally run off our feet with people who are going, we need to bring our, our business online. And that has worked out really, really well. But I think there's a comment that's come from others. It's doing it professionally. And the word that we hate is Zoom. Because when you see Zoom, when you see stuff that goes out on Zoom, it's like, it's so poor. It's so, so poor. And it has no brand values. And they really don't like it. So what's your real opinion on that, Leo? Yeah. It yeah. It's a bit, 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 bit on the fence on Zoom. At the um, and they're trying to play catch up. Um, it's very interesting. It's, it's the best product out there for a meeting. It's absolutely a killer product for a meeting and for keeping your family in contact. But when you're trying to do something like this, it yeah. just falls apart. It falls and apart. You, you talk about Google Meet at all for, uh, for like meeting business meetings? Because Google Meet's been doing pretty well too. I've been testing both of them. It's interesting because they, they went through a period over here of just drop because they dropped um, everything for a while right. and just dropped it at the wrong time. I mean, let's be blunt. The reason Zoom worked so well is they had no security. It's like when the lockdown hit, you didn't have to have any security to get into a Zoom meeting. So yeah, everybody could get in. And that was that was their killer, killer thing. Everybody else was trying to do, you, you know, we were all trying to remember what our Skype handle was. It's like, no, can't remember. Can't remember. Forget it. Forget it. Don't want to know. Well, it's interesting uh, talk about it. businesses that pivot, you know, and there there's, yeah. you know, in uh, churches and religion and politics, those are two huge areas musicians i found also only a very few of them are really doing well as far as quality uh, i know of one that my wife and i actually put aside five o'clock every friday night for one of our favorite smooth jazz artists brian colbertson this guy i had no idea what a geek he was in a great way tech geek and he's he's actually using obs which many of you are i'm sure are familiar with i've used yeah. it the best yeah. as well and he's using the Stream Deck interface that I use as well. And this guy has got it down. He's got multiple microphones, probably five camera angles. He's got sponsorship. He's got, he started a new membership site and he's got over, what was it? It was over 3,000 people watching live every show. It's amazing. Uh, the guy's crushing it, I hope. And uh, I just love to see this, you know, ingenuity that people have when times like this come. It's like you either, you either come up with a solution or you die. Financial. Yeah. I think you've hit it. You've hit the nail on the head. People who were the the top of their game suddenly have been toppled over by people who just came out of nowhere who can do things that they just didn't realize they can do. And that's 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 always the advantage in some of these times. It's can yeah. you pivot? Can you do this? Can you can you learn a new trick, or do you sit there and wither and die? What, another artist that's doing really well with the live streaming and the broadcasting is Sammy Hagar and the circle. They've been doing some amazing stuff and it's at, like all of his bands are at their home and their little back rooms doing their recording and stuff. And then they mix it all together. It's just brilliant. It's just beautiful. 
uh, it's it's pretty pretty powerful when they do stuff like that. Could have swore you said all in their bathrooms. I was like, <laughs> actually, one guy one guy does play in his bathroom. He plays in a very large bathroom, but it, it, because he has all his clothes that are down, sound deadening for him. Uh, I was about to say, it might have good acoustics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'd have to have his papers walled like Pepe there, you know, just <laughs> covered. Yeah. So hey, one of the things I've noticed uh, also for people like us that do live streams on a regular basis, I have shows like this. Uh, the key is to getting viewership and getting engagement and getting and whether it's live, whether it's after the show, and when we repurpose it to recorded platforms like YouTube, you know, these go there automatically. But now you need to pull them over so people can see them. But for you, uh, and I'll do the same thing as just by show of hands, one of the keys to any business is marketing and it's the lifeblood. You know, without marketing, you cannot succeed. A successful marketing, I should say. So for whoever wants to go first, what have you found thus far for live video specifically to be your number one go-to when it comes to marketing a live show? Number one. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk to you quickly about that. So one of the things I found the most beneficial for getting views is, and Brian knows this as well, scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. Yeah. When you schedule yeah. your broadcast, Google will, will, will uh, if you're scheduling a YouTube, Google will actually help you get viewers for it. Same thing with Facebook. If you're scheduling it, Facebook will help you find viewers for it. Um, so I, I know personally from those two, but I'm sure... Um, if you're scheduling it and you have a regular schedule, if you're a gamer kind of like that and you're doing Twitch, and I know Brian broadcasts to Twitch as well, but um, if you're a gamer, you're doing Twitch, you're going to get more organic traffic from just because you scheduled it. Um, of course, That's Brian true. knows from me, I, I mean, if you have a list, making sure to remind your list constantly that you're going live, when you're going live, what time you're going live. And then, of course, I also do a lot of texting, as Brian does as well, texting last minute. Hey, we're going to text out. We're going to go live. We're going to go live. So to, to drive viewers, for the average person, organic, just schedule. Make sure you're scheduling and letting your people yeah. know you're scheduled. But I'll take it even further. Make sure that you say to people uh, to click on the subscribe when they're watching. Yeah. Click on the subscribe or click on the like in Facebook. If they click yeah. on subscribe in yeah. YouTube, and then they tick on it. And if you explain to them, tick on it, open it up and click on the little bell and make it say all. That is a killer. You will get, you will double the number of people who are watching if you can get them to do that. They do the like and you get them liking any of your videos. Open up on Facebook and then say, uh, invite them to uh, like your channel, like your page. Make yeah. sure you're actually going to a page and not to your public uh, to your own profile it makes a huge 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 difference because then people can share your video otherwise people can't share your videos right. uh, that makes a big difference and you build uh, build big big audiences up you go joe go janine oh i was going to say i would add that as far as with the, all of that it's not just the scheduling but schedule consistently people get used to when they're going to see you and meet up with you and then that starts becoming a part of their routine too yeah that's correct and i was gonna say too if uh, it's uh all the kind of graphics you're gonna use too like the thumbnail even your title it needs to be really good you need to be uh just check what's trending and all of that and try to use that words and hashtags and all of that so that's helped a lot too fantastic yeah and i'd like to 
add to that is that uh, we like to use our guests. So the guests that come on the show or some of our client show, we talk to them about, hey, everyone's got a fan club. Everyone's got friends and family. Make sure they know that this is coming on tonight. Make sure you tell them, make sure they subscribe. Um, so really pushing it with the people that are actually providing the content. Uh, we find that that really does drive up the numbers. If you can make that as easy, easy as possible, I mean, it just even reminding them to say that if you can give them the one sentence reminder that they just have to cut and paste, that makes it yeah. even more likely that they'll do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've actually built into an automated system of mine and uh, you were last minute guests and you probably saw it. It might've said expedited somewhere, but a guest that comes on that's planned well in advance, because this takes time, everything we're talking about uh, as far as having, you know, leveraging your guests, that's a, genius. I mean, that's what I think is one of the best ways to do it is to get higher and higher influencer type guests. And as you do get them or their assistance to put the word out and uh, yeah, through automation if possible, because then you don't have to work in the business. You can start stepping away. And yeah. when it shows over, have it go out a day later and say, Hey, okay, now it's recorded. Go, please share it. Go like it. Um, yeah. Have your assistant do it, whatever, but also leading up to it, you know, let's get live viewership. Uh, this isn't just about me. This is about you. In fact, my shows are about all of you and my guest. And that, that's a perfect segue because I wanted to find out from all of you what has been most effective for you. Do you or, or just what do you do? So there's the types where it's a solo. You're just a talking head. I shouldn't say just a talking head, but it's just you. Uh, and some are very, very effective at doing that. There are interview style where it's one on one. And then like this is a panel. This is an interview style. What has what do you folks all do? Uh, do you do one, the other, or both? Do you mix them up? And what have you found to be the most effective? What has gotten you the most engagement? Uh, the most, yeah, engagement. Um, show of hands. Who wants to go first? I'll go first this time. Right. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually, I'm my business partner, Amelie Schaefer. She's another veteran, and we both love doing the consulting and systems work. We do it together, and that way we have that conversation. So it's not just the talking head, and we don't always have someone to interview. And I think that just makes more fun and it flows better, and it's natural. So that's what we go with. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, if I take that a little bit further from what, what you're saying there, um, when I have the discussion with people, the, one of the reasons why a lot want to use Zoom is they feel that they're going to get that connection. And then you sit there and you say to them, but hold on a minute, you know, you can go to the theater. When you go to the theater, there's only 10 people on the stage. You don't have to have every single person on the stage, which is what you're ending up in Zoom. You can actually create that experience. Okay, I sorry. always think that communication and the, the link between seeing other people on the stage, uh, it works best. I think that works much better than a single talking head. When you have that conversation, when you can see the two people talking, interacting, I always think that's best. And um, we're we're finding less and less that we're actually spotlighting an individual person. Um, and we're bringing that because people want to see that interactivity. Uh, coming back to somebody said it earlier, you know, we're, we may all be socially distanced or all those horrible words, but we're still very social and we want to see other people. And we are maskless at the moment. Isn't that awesome? Uh, yeah, well, we have masks. We all have masks. We buy them at Costco. <laughs> hey, Jason Anderson is loving it. Jason is a former guest on this show as well. He was a phenomenal guest listening in from LinkedIn. Thanks, you, Jason. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot them out. We got plenty, but I'm interested in what everyone who's watching and viewing would like to find out from these amazing experts. I mean, we've got what a mix. This is phenomenal. I mean, 
Sheesh, uh, a former attorney or maybe even still current attorney. A recovering uh, attorney. <laughs> and a, a two-time enlistee one in two different branches of our service. That's Janine. Thank you for your service. Uh, you know, a media mogul, Jason, who's done everything and you could possibly do on this planet when it comes to marketing. Uh, and my dearest How can friend. you do that with the age I am? I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So here's one thing I'm really curious about. Uh, so if you have, if you, part of your model is to have guests on your show, would you raise your hand real quick? Yeah. An interview? Okay. Was that Janine? I can't see your hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, <laughs> so all of you, good. So what I want to find out is what has been your biggest challenge so far? Like, there are different examples uh, in because, look, we're talking about pre-show. We're talking about execution during show. And we're talking about post-show production. And each phase comes with it, its own face uh, set of challenges. So for you, uh, again, by show of hands, who wants to go first? But examples like, is it finding a new guest to come on in a timely manner? Is it or getting enough of them queued up? Is it finding high quality guests yeah. on top of that? How about is it coming up with the questions beforehand? You know, who do you what do you ask each person? Uh, having guests show up prepared, you know, their lighting ready, their clothes on, hopefully uh, makeup. If, if it's a even a guy, I, I put makeup on today. I do it almost every show now because I'm getting old. And uh, <laughs> or is it something maybe like coming up with new topics for your show or is it something completely different? I'm very curious about this. Go ahead. Jenny. I'll go. So I've, Amelie and I actually started with a podcast before we went over to live streaming. And uh, the way we launched it was we recorded a batch of interviews. So we'd have a number of episodes before we put it out there. But we recorded the video with the intent to use it. And I have to say, it's funny with guests. So we were just starting out and this speaks is like we were, you know, as you were saying, it's like you, as you grow and your audience grows, you reach to guests that have bigger audiences that are, you know, have the content that you know your audience wants. So this was actually, I had a cancellation and a last minute guest that a friend had uh, hooked me up with. And, you know, in that prep time, it's like, okay, I, I thought he wasn't gonna show. He showed up all of a sudden and it's like, okay, we'll do this really fast. Are you ready to go? I get him a little intro, here's how it's gonna go. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And then he takes this big swig. <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> okay, so I have to say I was a little gun shy about doing live interviews for a while after that. Show prep. Yeah, yeah. So it this can is... be fun, but yeah. I... Yes. So the biggest problem I have, I have to deal with uh, politicians. Uh, so I've done most of the uh, leading politicians in the UK at one time or another on some shows. You sit there and you say to them about the tech and you want to explain to them you need to wear headphones. This is the biggest argument I have always. And I had one said, do you know I, I control the House of Lords, which is our, our senior house? Uh, I don't need to wear headphones. And I'm like, but the reason nobody can actually hear you is because your mic is actually deafening everything you say because it's just coming straight out of your speakers. And he's eventually, when he actually stopped and listened, he said, oh, yeah, you're right. I apologize. That tech, tech every single time. We, we have like a, a rundown with our, our guys. So we will say we have to go through headphones. We always do a green room test before we do rundown. We talk about headphones. These are, these are Bluetooth ones, which are really cheap. The MEE ones, they're great. If you're, if you're, if you're looking for headphones and you don't want to spend a lot of money, 
uh they're the me audios uh they're on on ebay or amazon they're really great and these are the bluetooth ones uh we uh, we do that the other thing we always do say to everybody and they laugh when we say it is before we go live could you clean your camera with a cloth uh particularly people who've got laptops because no, you just do not realize how much grease is on that yeah, laptop great, and it's like you clean it and it's like oh my god that's taken 10 years off you it's like it's a it's a magic trick it's a magic trick always worth doing you are making me laugh because i'd have to agree with you leo the tech <laughs> is probably the most painful part um writing the question yeah. sure but the tech I mean, that'll keep me up at night. So we do equipment yeah. checks with everyone and we talk about headphones and I'm amazed and we have a checklist and I'm amazed at every time there's always something new to add to the checklist that I haven't anticipated. We had um, a client record and all of a sudden everything went black. So I was like, oh, I guess her Internet went out, you know, and then I get a text from her that said, no, I forgot to plug in my computer and the battery died. So that's I now... So that's now on the checklist, like make sure your computer's plugged in. Uh, you know, we no, talk about we... Ethernet and all this other stuff. And I'm like, now make sure you yep. also have electricity going to yeah. your laptop. So yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, always amazed. <laughs> we, we, had one, growing. <laughs> we had one with the checklist. You're absolutely right. We're sitting there and it's like, yeah, it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's like, this is terrible. And they go, and then they go, oh, my battery's at 8%. It's like, you've run this without your, with your, with your laptop not plugged in. Uh, it's like, yeah, but it's got long battery. It's like, no, it doesn't when you're, when you're streaming. It doesn't when you're streaming. And yeah. it just, I, I'm sure we will come across more of this, but it's just sometimes <laughs> you're just sitting there with your head in your hands going, oh, it's just horrible. And it, it, it's the pros as well that, that you must, I mean, uh, so we have a guy, uh, Nobody's going to be watching this at all. No, uh, we have a guy called. Uh, uh, Everybody's uh, going to be Judge, watching you, Judge, Judge Rob Rinder. Job, Judge Rob Rinder. He's our equivalent of your Judge Judy. So he he's uh, a really outspoken. Every time it's like we go to go live, it's like you're in the wrong end of your house again, aren't you? Way away from your wireless. It's like, could you please pick up your laptop and go to the bit where it works? And it's like. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure there are many. When the bulb going out on the overhead projector was your biggest tech nightmare. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had a tear <laughs> one. Oh, God, what do I do? Oh, it's totally changed. Well, I just want to say one thing, Brian. Uh, your checklist is perfect. Uh, oh. I, I, I control a lot of uh, different uh, live streaming from a lot of people, and I always tell them to do something like that and say, oh, no, we don't need that. You know, let's say, my God, when I received yours, I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so really good. Doing really this. Good. This, is a, like, this, this is so simple. It's so necessary. You know, like people don't do it. And I was, why not? You need to be like prepare everything before your live stream. So it's um, I'm really glad you're doing that. That was awesome for me, man. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and I just found out that I need to add two more. <laughs> Wipe off your camera. Like you guys said, you're continually updating and I'm doing it all you the time. You keep adding yeah. to the checklist. Yeah. Wow. I tell you, the yeah. cleaning the camera is the fun. It is the one that everybody laughs and they're, they're yes. going to be, be doing this for six months and you go, yeah, could you clean your camera? And then they go, oh, that's that. it's amazing the difference it makes. Yeah, from my perspective, uh, I, I started going live about nine years ago, ni 1911. Yeah. 
19 what does that make it 1991 no 19, uh, 2001 or so yeah, yeah. right there so that's um, like 12 years yeah wait 12 years i'm my math no, 20 that's gonna be 20 years next year yeah, too long wow. nine years ago. so that'd be 2011 right there we go finally and gosh i used to be really good at math anyway so back in that day we didn't have what we have today with all the autoresponder glitz and glamour and all the automations that we can do now with the incredible tools that are available and I would literally set up and schedule what I called a tech test the day prior to the actual show. And then I told them, are you going to be in this same location tomorrow? Oh, no, I'm flying. Down. I'm like, oh, God, that ain't going to work. We got to tell you where you're going to be. Have we got stories of that? Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. That, that is what caused that checklist we- that I came up with to be born because I said, no more. I'm done. You either do it and you tell me you've done it. You all did that. Thank you very much. Uh, through, by just responding and the automation told me, I was like, oh, good, they're they're ready. And I knew all of you would be because we're all in this yeah. game together. But, you know, you never know, do you? <laughs> Top of our checklist now is you are going to do the tech test on the equipment you're actually going live on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sat there a couple of weeks ago doing a tech test. Uh, and the uh, this is our home secretary. So secretary of state, equivalent of the secretary of state. And we get one of her assistants doing the test and we're sitting there doing the test and it's like, nothing of this is working. Nothing of this is working. And, uh, and it's like, is this going to be the computer? Oh no, I'm in GCHQ. That's the equivalent of being in the Pentagon. It's uh, like, there's no way any computer in there is ever going to work. Right. And is this where she's going to be doing it? Terrible. No, she's going to be doing it at home on her own PC. And you're like, there's half of half an hour of my life I'm not getting back. <laughs> I can so relate. So relate. You guys are phenomenal. <laughs> oh this yeah. is this is fun. How many of you have help for your shows? Do you have like a virtual assistant or just an assistant? Do you have someone that clicks the buttons for you to do the scene switching to bring up the comments and things like that? Or or are you all solo when you uh, go with this uh, yourselves? So who who wants to go first? And there's no wrong answer. I'm, I'm I'm just me too. I'm just me, and uh, I have an 18 mini, so I, I do everything, comments and all of that. Cool, cool. Yeah, we have two I, of us going, so we have the <clears throat> more one more than an army of one. And you said we have an assistant with the multi-purposing the content after the fact. Yeah. So we go on Streamyard uh, on a big event. On most of our events, where there's three of us, we do three. And what are the so, roles of three? Uh, we have one person sitting there mainly doing the production, bringing in the comments coming in from social media, uh, one doing the camera switching and one doing the video roles and other things that come in and just doing the various different parts. So um, have, we all, sorry, Carl. Well, do you have three people logged in as a, as an admin of StreamYard? At all three people in as an admin of StreamYard. Yeah. And then we use Discord as our communication channel behind. Nice. So if any of you haven't used Discord or come across it, it solves everything. Uh, yeah. Basically, then you can deafen one ear of the, so you can listen to the live in one ear, and you can have Discord talking in the other. Uh, I don't ever want to publish live what we talk about on Discord. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> I totally uh, imagine. You know, you're you're just sitting there going, "Are they gonna?" You know, and now I'm doing it. It's like, yeah. So, so well done to you, Brian, for running this on your own. This yeah. is you're doing great. Yeah, I can imagine the the back talk over there. Effing Zoom guy. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just sometimes you're just like you're you're just oh, it's hard work, isn't it? It's hard work. 
especially well, when you so, get a uh, Ro, what are you guys doing? Do you have a team? Yeah, so I have a team. So um, I have a show that I have a co-host, and we switch back and forth as to who's going to produce it, do the directing behind it. We find that if one of us does it for several weeks in a row, then the other one, the skills kind of softened. You've got to keep up with it. So we switch back and forth. For our clients, there's usually two of us always on um, so that we, as admins, so we can jump in and we usually just keep our phones open, but I'm going to use Discord now um, <laughs> so that we can um, handle what's coming, whether it's, you know, the comments or, you know, the different assets that they want played during the show. Well, God bless you, because I used to co-host as well, and it's not easy to do it with two people. Uh, no matter how synergistic the two of you are, it's just it is difficult. Have two people switching off, asking questions, whatever, engaging. Uh, and then I I did that for a couple of years and then now I'm doing it solo. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot easier. Isn't that interesting? By myself, it's mm. easier. Uh, that that was my own experience. It doesn't mean it's everyone's experience, of course, but. It was uh, and nothing personal about any person. It's just that's the way it was. It's easier to go on my own uh, and not have a co-host. That That's where that point is. If I have somebody helping with the scene switching, the comment, uh, you know, taking care of those, that would be phenomenal. Leo, I'm very, very, like, jealous right now. <laughs> Pepe, it looked like you had something to say there a moment ago. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you, man. All right. Well, that was your chance. That's it. That was your last chance. No more. <laughs> All right. We have Don Hopperich from here in local Enloe Valley. He's an amazing, amazing businessman. He's always got businesses, local businesses backs. So thank you, Don, for coming on. Check him out on Facebook for sure. We actually have a question from the audience. This is a good question. Donald Allen of LinkedIn or on LinkedIn asks, what are the pros and cons of podcasting versus live streaming? Now, I want to quantify or qualify this a little bit. I have heard countless number of people saying, Brian, I want to be on your podcast. And I just want to go, oh, it is not a podcast. It's a live video stream. Podcast is audio only. There is yeah. a distinct and huge difference. So that being said, I got off my soapbox. Who wants to handle and tackle that one? I love Leo's laughing right there. That's awesome. I, yeah. Bro. Right. I, I'll I'll jump in with this one. I think the real advantage with live streaming like this, and we do this for a number of our clients, is that you have the video asset. You know, you can put it on YouTube, which is the second largest search engine. I mean, you can really drive traffic to your website or to you um, with YouTube. I think the video really has some tremendous impact. And then from this, we usually take the audio and then turn that into a podcast. So we're hitting people in different ways with different formats. So I, I you know, maybe it's back to my television roots, but I'm like, I I'd go with video every time. That's to me is the pro. Pepe. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with Ro, but uh, I want to put one point here that's really important, like Brazil and all the Latin countries, we have a really bad bandwidth with internet and all of that. So podcast right now is really huge over there because, you know, like with less bandwidth, you can uh, listen and, you know, on your phone and whatever, you know, video take more bandwidth. So it's a little harder to people to see it. And sometimes people are driving or just like uh, in a bus, you know, things like that. So podcast is really, is getting really, really big, not only in Brazil, but all the Latin countries. Yeah, I would just, yeah, add to that. 
they're just it, different audiences are in different channels. So, uh, you know, the podcast audience is different than the people who are watching videos. But as far as the channels themselves, their algorithms are favoring live stream the most. So that's where if you had to choose between one, that's where I would go. Yep. And I'll, I'll just say that it, it really for 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 David, I think Alan, not Don Allen, I can't remember his name. But um, what I would say is it's not an either or situation. I'll echo what everybody else has already said. It's really a both situation. Go live, do a live stream video. And then like Rose said, break it down into an audio and, and re broadcast it as an as a uh, as a podcast only. Uh, and one of the things you can do, which is really nice, I think actually Brian's doing this because he is now a top 200 podcaster on Apple. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So, so one of the things you do is you schedule your live video broadcast on one day, and then you schedule your podcast the next day after next you've had time to put the audio out and send it out. So that way your podcast people get used to listening to it a day later. And it really, it's not an either or situation. It really is a both situation. And on that, I don't, it's actually now over a week. It's actually three weeks out before the podcast goes. I've hired a podcast marketing firm. And here's the thing. Uh, podcasts are huge. And yeah. I didn't know it. To me, a podcast is the same or li I liken it to a rotary dial phone podcast. It is old technology. It's been around a long time. Yeah. And a little over a year ago, one of my guests that came on the show after we were done, he says, hey, Brian, are you repurposing this to podcasts? I was like, Pfft. Why would I do that? You know, I didn't say it that way, but I was thinking that. And he goes, oh, my God. I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's absolutely helping me to crush it in my business. I said, serious? He goes, yeah. So, you know what? Immediately, I restructured my show. This is very key. If you're doing a live show, if you want to repurpose, that's why I don't actually call out, please like and love and all that stuff and share. I put that in the lower thirds if I want to do that so it's not audible and structure it such that when I'm done with this show, I'm going to edit it. It's going to take me, you'll fall out of your chair five minutes to edit it and it'll be ready for a podcast because mm -hmm. I structured it so that I can do that beginning, middle and end and everything in between. And now I've hired a podcast marketing firm. That's how I got top ranked. So I'm hitting that avenue, complete separate than video, but it's repurposing everything I've already done. I'll have to do it once. I like to call live video the genesis, the genesis point of all marketing. You yeah. cannot take an audio and repurpose it into a, a, a video, not a real one. And then you can't take right. that that video and repurpose it into a live video. And I'm not talking watch party, just for those of you that are going to say that. <laughs> and not do it. You will not get the live interaction, the live feel. But the video, live video, you can take and then repurpose it all the way down the chain. Have it transcribed. Make ebooks out of it. Books. Do so many wonderful things with it. So live video, that's, you can tell where I'm coming from, what my fave is, uh, and where I would suggest people go. That being said, much bigger undertaking than doing just a podcast because of everything we've been talking about tonight. But I, as a business owner, would tackle it headlong and put everything I had into doing the live video, get good at it, take time, and then repurpose the heck out of it. Go ahead, Jason. So, so I'll just say that one thing, though, is that I think it's still audio, in an audible way. You do need to say subscribe and share because and notify even. Even if you're not saying like and comment, say subscribe and share because on audio, video, whatever, if you're on Apple or I, I do my podcast, believe it or not, through Google Podcasts. So if you're if you're doing that and you just say subscribe and share, don't forget to subscribe and share, 
that's a good thing. I also, um, I study Russell Brunson's work and he always on his podcast always says, subscribe, share, and take a screenshot and tag me in it. And then that way it, it really does broad that, you know, broad that yeah. horizon more too. So it's a good way to do it. And you can do that whether it's a video an audio, you know, YouTube, whatever. It's a good way to just get that again, getting, helping your listener promote you. Yeah, and there's other ways around that. So you don't have to do it live, but, and this is a, another a strategy I've learned, and that is have it recorded, you know, what you want them to do. Like, hey, check us out on this pod, or, you know, yeah. go ahead and, and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five star rating and review it. Uh, and you can make that a pre recorded soundbite, and you just drop that in when you're editing, and it's still five right. minutes of editing. Or, um, yeah, I've been, I've been coached to do it live more than recorded. I have not yet started doing that. We're not to that stage yet, but. These are uh, fantastic tips to help you to keep with your structure and keep your current audience, but still add more value, uh, the value you want and get the viewership and listenership that you want through a podcast after the fact. Yeah. Also, the studies show that podcaster, podcast people don't necessarily follow video logs. They're, they're two different audiences. So you're really broadening your target. You're saying niche, but broadening your audience by doing both. I think I think you've actually hit a very good point here because um, we're also seeing a evolution of things going around in a circle. A good example of this is uh, I'm a big fan of uh, we all remember the West Wing and the West Wing Weekly podcast, which finished in January this year, uh, where they went through every single episode of the West Wing, um, oh. and that has that has spawned which you may be aware hbo have got a program they're bringing one episode back next week i think oh, it right. is and that's all come out back because of the success and the growth of the podcast wow. uh, at bringing the audience back to a program uh that was way back so it's yeah. interesting how these things come around in a circle yeah uh, seen that with uh, a couple other programs they're starting to bring back by doing podcasts on them as well yeah so. yeah yeah absolutely and Go even ahead. that yeah even that like youtube i'm a, i have like my premium membership from youtube and one of the things that i really love about youtube you can like with the premium you just can play the video and change whatever app or even you're driving and the audio continues so it's a kind of podcast yeah mm -hmm. well, I, I got a question for you all that uh this will be fun and just came in by the same gentleman. He, he said, thanks. And here's another one. <laughs> what do you say to a person who's interested in starting a live streaming show, but thinks that they are boring? What do you say oh, to that person? Did you answer that question? Oh, I can answer that because I'm the most boring person here. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's like you have something to say and you should say it. As far as like from a business point of view, I work with operations and systems, which is one of the least sexy, nobody wants to hear about it thing. And they don't use those words when they're having problems in their business. So going, so live streaming helped me get out there and tell the stories about what that actually looks like as a business owner. So just, I just shared stories, same kind of thing. We met up over coffee. I can imagine yeah. with you, Janine, interjecting your military stories, I would be so <laughs> riveted. I'm not oh, kidding. Yeah. I mean, those are so interesting to me. I've heard many, I'm an Air Force uh, kid. Uh, my, my dad went through the Air Force uh, before I was alive. He was done and working at NASA, but he still did it. And so I can imagine the stories, I love them. Uh, military stories are the best, whether it's combat or not, just the hijinks, I, I, I hear it. <laughs> it's, uh, and then for the gentleman, I would say bring on guests. You know, it doesn't have to be about you. 
and uh, not every guest is going to be interesting. Uh, um, that's just the, the flat, honest truth. Uh, depends on how you filter them, how you bring them onto your show. I've got a strategy that's working for me. It got me less brown on this very show, less brown, the one and only, uh, through a strategy I've been using. It took two years. It takes time. Uh, but as you grow, and here's the thing, if you think you're boring, then just start doing live video. You'll become unboring quick because you'll become more <laughs> outgoing, I think. That's my yeah. personal opinion. So, so I have one that's really good for you. This is the master, the absolute de facto master of marketing, Jay Abraham. Uh, Jay Abrams is, is literally the most boring speaker in the planet. But if you have quality content, if you have good information, people will pay attention. So really, it's really, Donald, it's, it's really about your content. If you've got something to say, it's interesting, it's compelling, you'll find your audience and they will listen and they will respond to you. Because I've heard Jay speak several times and it's rough, but you're, you're riveted the whole time. You're like, oh my God, he's going to drop a nugget any second now. So and we all know Donald wasn't speaking of himself. He was thinking of someone else. So oh, no, Donald's really so, dynamic. He's a super cool guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, thank you, Donald. I appreciate the, the questions you, there. Um, how important? I, we're at the we're at the one hour mark. Are you guys good to go a little bit longer? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I've only got I've only got to go to bed sometime. Yeah, I mean, okay. no, no, you don't have to go to bed. You're about time to get up anyway. Yeah, two uh, thirty <laughs> in the morning. It's two thirty yeah. in the morning, but it's all right. I'm fine. I'm good. Quit your wine and get another cup of coffee. Let's go. I, I, it's all right. All right. It's, it's fine. I get it by the I get it by the kilo, uh, the uh, coffee by the kilo from Starbucks. So. There you go. Get after it. Yeah. Well, let us know if you need that restroom break. We'll no, take a pause. I'm fine. We're going. Keep going. I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying this, Brian. I'm really yeah, enjoying it. I appreciate you all so much. All kidding aside, uh, this has been one of my favorite shows. I will. I, I kid you not. This is. I'm like a kid at the candy store. Like I said, goosebumps under this jacket. Um, how important to each of you? So how you know how many times have we seen someone say, "I'm going to do a live," and they go walking around with their phone and the wind's blowing and their hands shaking, and they're, they're they think they're doing something professional and they're interviewing somebody. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Um, for you, all of you, how important would you say to those that are listening? How important is the quality, the quality of the camera feed, the quality of the graphics, the quality of the studio you're using, the audio quality? Just how high do you place that in importance when it comes to doing your live video shows? Well, I can go first today and this one. And I think that's that's the point to make you unique because right now everybody's doing live stream. So how are you going to be like different? How are you going to differentiate you, yourself, your live stream from others? And that's one. For sure, your content is really important. But if you can deliver that content with a, a lot of quality, you know, I'm not saying only with the camera, but, but audio, with graphics and all of that, uh, you're going to be in the, in the, you know, like in another level. So that's, that's I think, is really, really important too. Who else? I think, I think it came around in a circle. So at the beginning of all of this, when everybody else started joining in, uh, the mantra that I was using, it's connection, not perfection. Uh, mm. which isn't one I came up with. I stole it. Anything that's good, you can steal. I can't remember where I stole it from, which is, <laughs> but, um, that was really important. Um, now to me, it's, it's, it's moving up that, that scale. Uh, exactly this camera, you know, this is a stills camera and yes, it sets you back about five, $600, but the difference in quality is just, just chalk and cheese to a, a Logitech. It's amazing. Um, and and I mean, I used 
you know, I've got a Logitech Brio sitting underneath it, which I never use. But it's quality is you don't have to do every single bit first. And Rosanna probably knows this from her TV days. You don't go out and put a a big uh, sound stage together straight away. You put it together bit by bit by bit. And that's all you do. And mine has just changed and evolved. And I think it's really important. Yeah, you have to make progress and get better. Um, I'd say content first and then the tech. But the tech has got to be spot on. And you don't have to take it all at once. So, you know, first get yourself a good microphone. Then get yourself a camera or vice versa. You know, do one at a time, but you've got to improve them and then do the professional branding. I mean, this looks beautiful, Brian, the way you have this here with the overlays and our names and all of it. So, you know, every week improve, you know, small progress is still progress. And there's inexpensive ways to get started with quality too. It's, it's not, um, it's not like you have to dump $10,000 into a studio. You can put the, I mean, uh, Pepe, he he talks about studio equipment, things like that. Um, how to get started. Those are, those are key elements. You do need a certain level of quality because yeah, the guy walking down the street with his phone who got too far away from his house while he was on (laughs) Wi-Fi, like that stuff makes me crazy, but there's a a minimum level of quality people need to hit to, to, to really do a professional broadcast. Yeah, and, and don't wear a mask when you do it. All right, so. Yeah, this is not clear. It, no, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, the, the thing that's the kill, the real killer at the moment, I think, is these uh, these HDMI connectors. They came out, and they, these are the ones that you just get from Amazon and eBay, and they're only about $15. Yeah. And they just, you can take any stills camera that you've got sitting in the yeah. cupboard that's been sitting there for the last two years gathering dust and plug in with an hdmi cable and you've got the camera is that Um, sorry to usb is it hdmi HDMI to usb they're 15 dollars. that's all they are and you can you can use you can even use your phone if you have like a a clean hdmi out from your phone like an iphone or something like that you can use that one too but but i think i think it's also and i think critical critical thing listen to your own recording because the one thing that people don't hear is what they sound like. They say, Oh, I sounded great. And you go, no, uh, <laughs> Apple, I pop what they called. I, but, um, the yeah. Apple one. they are awful in streaming. They are the worst microphone for streaming. They just don't work anywhere near. And people think, Oh, but I sounded great. And it's like, yeah, you know, you heard yourself, but you don't re- listen to the recording. And they'll hear it, you know, and it's, it's a big difference. Yes. And uh, Don agrees about live streaming. He's been doing live for six months. Very unique because I'm only looking for a very local audience. 50 mile radius. Just giving things away. I've seen these, Don. They're amazing. Uh, to true. promote local businesses. And it's unbelievable how successful it has been as a marketing tool for our local chamber. And, yeah, he's the it's president nice. of the local chamber of commerce here in Lancaster area. So, I think I've actually seen some of his stuff as well, even though it's out there. Look at that, Don. You're worldwide, buddy. Good job. Bring Lancaster on the map. I think that's a super important point, especially for local businesses with quarantine and everything else going on. Excuse me. It's like 
there, um, I can share a story of a gentleman who's, he was a plumber in a small town and started doing Facebook lives every day and it brought him more business. And then he was turning away business. Then he was hiring more people. And he finally got, because he had an audience, uh, he got Home Depot's attention and became their preferred provider. So it was a, all because of Facebook lives for a plumber in a small town. You know, it, it works. Yeah, what, what Donna mm, comes with is, is is so simple and so genius. You know, it's uh, he's getting local businesses to basically supply prizes to give to give things away, and when he goes live, he's giving them massive shout outs. So they're getting advertising, and people are loving them because they're giving away free stuff. So it's a you know now they're they're associating this company with a good a good group of people because they're giving away great stuff. And everyone wins. You know, Don's uh, chamber keeps thriving. The businesses keep thriving. And the people love the businesses that are uh, giving away the good stuff. So they're winning prizes and having fun, too. So it's like a win-win-win situation. I love I love the entrepreneurial spirit, you know. And times like these hit, that's when the really bright lights start shining. I love it. Really, I love it. Yeah. That means all, all of you, all of you <clears throat> that are right now. Just want to make that very clear. All right, let's do uh, let's do one more. And then wrap it up. I, I want to go another couple hours, but I know Leo's going to drop right in. I'm all right. I'm, I'm fine. Don't, don't stop for me. <laughs> um, we kind of touched on it a little earlier. Uh, the bottom line to anything in entrepreneurship and business is, you know, what is the outcome? Why start a live stream if there's no way to monetize it ultimately? To actually bring money in as a result. It doesn't have to be direct result of the live stream. I don't know. That's why I'm going to ask all of you. What strategy have you come up with for those of you who have done it where you are re the result of your live stream is actually monetizing your business, whether directly or indirectly? I'd like to know if you've done it directly, especially uh, and also indirectly. What in what ways are you monetizing as a result of doing live streams? I'll go ahead first. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I think the most basic and the easiest that people see is through sponsorship. So you can have someone sponsor either an episode or your entire show. And I think that that's probably the most obvious that people can see as a way to monetize it. But I see it as a wonderful way through your guests, the power of your content. Um, your network is your net worth. So by strategically inviting certain people on your show, you expand your network and that can bring lots of ROI to your business that maybe um, cannot be quantified that day on that episode, but you can quantify it later on. That's both guests that have the audience of the people you're trying to reach. And there's also guests who really are the type of client you have. You're not going to sell them while you're, you know, having an interview with them. But in your pre-live or afterwards, just in interacting with them, that's when you're, well, who else do you think might be interested? Or, you know, literally it opens the door to have that conversation with them. And they're so happy to be invited to be on your platform. It's really a win-win. I think Brian's experienced that on both levels. He's he's not only found a great mentor with his podcast guy, but he also has found people who take part in his services, which is the Carpet Pound Marketing Program. I think that's uh, phenomenal. And and I do most of my monetization on uh, is actually not on the live stream. It's it's really I I basically provide a ton of value, just give stuff away, 
and I do it live and I give it away. And then I make the videos private and I put them in a membership site. So if you want to watch it live, this actually kind of came from a previous model from, uh, from Brian when he was doing a live broadcast. And if you wanted to watch it at your leisure, you had to subscribe. <clears throat> so it, that's, but I do that. And I, it's not necessarily driving traffic to my website, my membership site. It's more or less just kind of a branding strategy where people then reach out to me and go, hey, I saw you doing this, this and this. Um, can you help me with that? And I've gotten clients from that just, again, just by putting content out there for free. And then they reach out to me and go, hey, can you help me with my problem? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I always think there's a long game. Uh, the short game is is what you can actually do in, in, in creating those connections. But once you show that you're an authority on something, when somebody remembers they need it and they remember that you reached out and you gave them that that window, that's when it pays back. So if you're trying to do it over a short, short game, it's not going to work. I just don't think it works. But I think it, over a long game and you made that connection and you made that point, uh, you know, my real business, which is in the sports environment, we've always, always reached out and helped. And when you reach out and help, you know that when they need somebody or they decide, you know what, we want a new website um, and they remember who helped them out and you don't always win it. You know, that's life. But sometimes you do. And when you do, it pays back in dividends. And that's why I've always done it that way. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I have a, like a different kind of way uh, because I have my YouTube channel and I never uh, I never taught myself as a YouTuber. So I have my, my YouTube channel since 2007 and I, I had like uh, 8000 people only on my channel. So since, you know, like this pandemic thing started, uh, I was just doing uh, uh, like reviews about equipment cameras and you know things like that and then i started talking about live streaming because you know like i was live streaming i was i'm a kind of youtube so and then i started talking about Streamyard and some softwares that wirecast and 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 you know vimix when i saw it i have like two thousand more people in my channel and i was like what happening you know like and why because you know like i was talking about live streaming live streaming was getting so huge so mm -hmm. i think we need like to see the market too and watch out like hey where where, where people are taking us you know like and right now uh, I, I would say my channel took me to like being uh, somebody that knows a lot about live streaming because live streaming for me was always part of my job part of being a, a tech you know, and now, like I'm, like like I said, a specialist. Kind of crazy to say, but yes, yep. in these days, we need to have someone that knows, uh, that's really tech savvy. You know, like in in, in live streaming, knows about bit rate, uh, understand about the flow of the signal. And we we didn't talk about this, but a lot of people are using uh, HMI and bring the audio from another source, and they they have problem with sync. And they don't know why and all of that people think that everything is so easy just connect it and, and it's gonna work and that's not true so it's yeah. it's really nice to see it's i know pandemic was really bad but i'm saying it's so crazy to see what uh we can do you know and achieve and and, and create so yeah. it's crazy you know it's not like field of dreams where you just go live and they will come field in they come yeah field in they will come. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that for the whole of this call. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Do you monetize your YouTube channel now? I mean, that's another revenue stream too. I've not gotten there yet. I'm, I'm actually building. Yeah, a that's that's that. funny. Yes, I do. But because my channel, my uh, my email, and everything is in Brazil. 
I don't get the money, you know, it's going to be yeah. going to stay there in account. So I cannot do it. That's why I'm building another channel now in English and I'm trying to do a different things, you know, because the thing is right now, the dollar in Brazil is five to one. Wow. So imagine if I want to sell something that is $10, it's going to be 50 reais in Brazil. So it's really hard, you know, to do something in dollars and live in dollars to sell to a Latin country. So you need right. to be here. If you live here, you need to like do things for like Americans and me here too. So, yeah. I see so a lot of frequent flyer miles in Pepe's future. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to do that then? What? Sorry? Are you building a new channel in the U.S. based yes. on you? Yes. That's why I'm doing a new channel now. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to bring this home. And uh, th I just thought of this. It's going to be fun. So I like to end every show with a pretty powerful question. Uh, Jason, I apologize, but you've done this and you're already in. Uh, so the <laughs> remaining four will have to tell me which one of them want to do this. Only one of you can do this. And just to close it out, I'm going to end up putting you all like in the green room, except for that one person while we do this question, then I'll bring you all back. So we'll say our, our big farewells in a quick debrief and let Leo go to sleep. So <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a very intriguing question. I ask every one of my guests who's been on my show the same question. And it's been a, an, an amazing, amazing array of responses that I've gotten back. And the cool thing is it's uh, it's somewhat personal and it's just very um, amazing. I, I don't know how else to describe it. And the, before we find out who's going to do this, I promised those who stayed on with us live that we were going to give you the means to enter, to win a five-night mm -hmm. stay at a five-star resort. Compliments of this gentleman and the big insider secrets right here. I'm going to put it up on the screen for those of you watching live. This is how you enter to win. You want to take out that smartphone of yours and bring up your texting app. And when you do that, where you would actually type in the name of the person you're going to text, instead put in the phone number, 314-665-1767. Sorry, this is United States only. Need to throw that in there because we have international guests on. 314-665-1767. And when you actually want to go type in the message to that person, like where you'd put your emojis and things like that, as I lose my voice. Um, <laughs> instead, type in the words peak-vacation. Peak, P-E-A-K-vacation. -E and hit the little send button as I look for my throat spray. <laughs> go ahead and do that and then stay with it. You will get an automatic response in text form and just follow the instructions so that you can be officially entered. There we go. To win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of the big insider secrets. Mr. Jason Nass, thank you so very much, my friend, for enabling us to have this ability to do this. All right, I think I'm recovering. So that big buildup, who wants to be the guinea pig? I mean, the, the person that answers the question. Here's the thing, before I ask, and before I say raise your hand, here's the thing. I The, the answers have been so amazing. I am going to create a collaborative book with the responses, and you will be in it whoever raises their hand. So free exposure, branding, except for the $200,000 I asked for you to donate to build a book. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There might be a small amount, but um, wow, a lot of people pointing at one person. Um, <laughs> that that's the one person that raised her hand and no one else would, huh? <laughs> Anna, are you the, are you the, the stucky? I mean, the, the winner? Um. I feel like maybe you're going to scroll sucker underneath me any second now. <laughs> I, 
I feel like I'm coming, but I promise you it it will be nothing anywhere close to that. You're gonna love it. All of you will love it. Look, I'm fair game. Let's do it, man. All right, I'm in it to win it. Let's do it. Just for a moment, I'm going to put the other guests uh, into the green room, and it'll just be you and I, and then I'll bring them back when we're done. Okay, does that sound good, everybody? Yeah, sure. Here we go. Gonna do it one at a time. See you all soon. Fantastic. All right. Are you ready? I guess so. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Rosanna. I just want you to know that there. this is a question, and to that you will give an answer. The good thing is there is no such thing as an incorrect answer. Well, thank God. It doesn't I feel exist. like I volunteered to be tribute here. <laughs> now, so, in fact, the exact opposite is true, is that the only correct answer is yours. And that's the only part that makes it personal. So it's not deep personal. It's just, it's unique to you. That makes sense? Yes. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Rosanna Catalano, how do you define success? Success. I think success comes from your gut. Um, I think success is different for everyone. And how you define it is different for everyone. For me, it comes from my gut. There is, for me, not only a sense of peace that comes with success, but it always involves the people I love. So that is how I would define success for me. Mm, Absolutely love it. Always love the response we get from wonderful people as yourself, such as yourself on this very show. Thank you so very much. Let's bring back the remaining panelists who are in the background cheering wildly, clapping, applauding. See, look at that. You mean the people that volunteered me for this? Yes, you have the biggest fan base now in the world. <laughs> that one question. Thank you so much, each and every one of you. You've been an absolute godsend. Thank you for everyone who watched and commented and asked questions. This has been one of the funnest, I, I kid you not, one of the funnest shows I've ever done. You guys all stepped up to the plate. You are true entrepreneurs. You're action takers. I am so blessed to now know every one of you. I've known one of you very well for a long time. And then the other one I've known for at least 10 minutes before the start of the show, Janine. But the rest of you, I had not met yet. Leo, thank you. Thank you for coming on and hanging with us until, what is it, three in the morning now almost? It's coming up on three. Oh, he is going, man. That bed is calling, baby. Uh, These lights are going off. Pepe, thank you for coming from all the way on the East Coast in Orlando. Rosanna, appreciate you as well from Florida as well, Tallahassee. And Janine from Houston. Jason from Goodyear, Arizona. Yes. That's it. I love you all. Appreciate you all. Yes. Before you sign off, can I say one thing? Um, one thing that would be really good for everybody listening tonight to know is that, you know, getting started is there's a lot to take in, but there is an expert on live streaming and automation and how to build and set up all these things actually on this panel right now. We're all kind of have our own expertise, but there's one guy who's actually put all of the pieces together. And that, of course, is... Got to point that way. That guy right there, Mr. Brian Kelly. And um, I, I, th- I said to Janine when I introduced the two of them earlier, um, Brian's one of the most approachable guys there is. So if 
you have questions, if you're getting started, if you're just a newbie in this thing, really reach out to Brian. You have all the ways to access him. And I know he is super welcoming to anybody who has just even basic questions. And and uh, and before I sign off for myself, I just want to thank everybody because this was great. I got to meet some really cool people tonight, make some great connections. And I love you, Brian, for, for pulling us all together for us like that. Thank you. And I love you. And uh, how do I pay you for that? PayPal? Uh, <laughs> Send it over now. So I, I actually had it ready. I wasn't planning on bringing it up, but thank you for prodding me yeah. to bring it up. <laughs> it's important. It really is because people yes. need help and, and you give them great. You've gotten me so far in just a year's time on, on the quality and what I'm doing. So, All right. Well, thank you all. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. Most of you, Leo, have a great morning. The rest of it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And uh, stick on for a little bit. We'll do a little quick debrief. But for everyone who watched and listened live, appreciate you for staying on to the end. On behalf of these amazing, wonderful people, I am Brian Kelly, the host of the Mind Body Business Show. We will be on again next week with another phenomenal guest. Until then, be blessed. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.